0: Under the Bridge acknowledges the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land where this podcast is created. We pay our deepest respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Cool.
1: First stop, the train on platform. First stop, our Sydney. 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 Under the Bridge, an FBI radio podcast.
2: Welcome back to another installment of your favorite Sydney Music Podcast. It's Under the Bridge. My name is Joe Kahn. I'm your host today. And as you are very well aware, we're normally joined by Abby Butler. But we've done a little tag team. She's over in Europe. She's back next week in the hot seat with me, which we are both really excited about. It's been ages since we've been back in the same studio. But nonetheless, the show must go on. And today we have in replacement of Abby a very, very, very special guest who I hold close to my heart. Probably one of the loveliest human beings I know. He's a fashion icon. (sighs) He's funny. He's happy all the time. He's also just gotten back from Europe, stepped off a plane this morning, and come straight into the hot seat. It's the lovely Michael Sun. Hello,
0: I feel very honoured to be here. Can I just say, like, I feel very honoured to be taking the spot of the Abby Butler, um, but I also feel very flattered by the introduction. So I mean, I thank feel you very like, much.
2: You know, it couldn't be <laughs> understated. We're so glad to have you here. How was your Europe trip? It was. Freaking fantastic.
0: It was so fantastic that I'm actually using words like freaking in
2: my vocabulary
0: now. Um, I feel like I just spent like my entire five weeks doing nothing but eating. Um, Like the amount of like soft cheeses and like soft meats and like just soft everything I've eaten. Yeah, the pizza,
2: did you go nuts? I went
0: ham on the pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse that very poor part. You know, before I actually went to Europe, I had... Anyway, move, move, so moving swiftly along, <laughs> before I went to Europe, I actually had a weight gain goal. I okay. was like, if I haven't gained um, weight by the end of this trip, I will have had an unsuccessful
2: food safari, if you will. How did, how did it weigh up? How'd you you know up? what?
0: I've yet to weigh myself, but I feel like I have succeeded because like just just the amount... like I've eaten my body weight <laughs> in food pretty much every single day. Um, and we'll actually be covering this later like on in the show as well, but I do just want to give a quick shout out to the Italian tradition of aperitivo, okay. which I did not know existed um, before I went on this trip. You'll
2: have to culturally enlighten me a little later on. Then. I definitely will. <laughs> but
0: Basically, it's just like this beautiful afternoon tradition that's enjoyed every day with snacks and drinks. It's just amazing. Okay. Uh, but anyway, talking about what's coming up later on the show, <laughs> we are going to be going through uh, our regular little snippets of four Sydney songs that caught our attention this week, as well as the spotlight where we dive deeper onto a new EP or an album this week, of
2: course, uh, throwing back to a little European summer on that EP. Stay tuned to find out more. Following on from there, we're going to raise the bridge and lift the lid on our personal favourite release of the week. That's my little personal favourite part of the show, <laughs> you know, something that we can divulge that, you know, we truly, truly love about new music this week. It's always fresh, it's always exciting, and it's kind of a chance to get deep on our favorite release. So we've got that to look forward to.
0: (laughs) If you want to keep yourself on your toes as well, you can follow us on Instagram at under the bridge podcast is the username of our Instagram account where you can find uh, even more exclusive scoops on Sydney music. Exclusive scoops Mm. right here,
2: (laughs) (laughs) right now. Let's jump into it.
3: This is under the bridge.
2: Now it's time for us to pick apart a couple songs that we couldn't just let slip by us this week. It's snippets and I'm going to kick things off. My first track is going to be one by a Bosnian-Australian artist. His name is Hector Gatchin, and this is a cover version that he did. And excuse me while I attempt to poorly pronounce this (laughs) quite difficult Bosnian title track, but it's called
0: spoken like a true local <laughs> i
2: think i actually did pretty good and um i'm sure any bosnians out there that are listening please feel free to correct me if i didn't do a good job because i'm always here to learn but that roughly <laughs> translates to ah since when have i heard from you and it was recorded a couple weeks ago so it's pretty pretty damn new he only put it out um Um, in the the last week or so but it's it's probably um in his own words it's it's one of the first songs he could recall from his childhood he wrote us this beautiful letter into the under the bridge Mm. email just describing what this song means to him and the kind of historical connection between his childhood in bosnia and um just how this song has always resonated with him and so his dad used to run a radio station in bosnia and they'd always play these ex-yugoslavian uh tracks and this one in particular stood out for him so uh he, he paints this picture of himself uh listening to this song every day on the way to high school in the cold winters in the mid to late you know noughties in sarajevo and so it was originally by an artist called dino merlin um and this particular track reminds him of a lost Ariel Pink track um <laughs> and since his teens he always kind of imagined that this song would be just a huge hit uh, if it was recorded in English back in the day but you know it's other language translation just kind of hindered its success in his own view in terms of i guess hitting into that mainstream market so in this cover version he's kind of traded well the song is from 1986 I got to say that first he's traded in this the slow you know compounding crashing of the 80s style percussion to a much more cleaner sounding slick modern Crisp production line, and it's really cool to see a modern take on this song, especially since it's got so much personal history for himself. And that image he paints of you know a high schooler in Bosnia in the cold winters, and I'm assuming they're freaking cold. No, I'm saying freaking. What have you done, <laughs> Michael? I'm getting some of that Europe freaking kind of vibe yeah. going on.
0: We're, we're self censoring here <laughs> on Under the Bridge, like we can't swear anymore. So, nah,
2: freaking hell, yeah. I'm just getting that imagery of high school Hector. Though i don't know what he looks like leaning out the window looking at the snow-filled plains listening to this song and i feel like his version really pays homage to that little childhood hector so i absolutely love it here it is it's hector gachan with his cover of hey Oddcard, card miss a Yavila
3: i uh-huh.
0: I can literally picture the scene of like this young Hector so clearly as you said. And especially because in the letter he writes, it's hard to overstate how lyrical he sounds just in writing in general. I mean, like almost sounds like novelistic. It sounds like he's writing a memoir of his life. So just hearing that through the music, I don't know. It's very, it's, it's very special. It's very wholesome. And I actually watched a Bosnian film on the flight over to Sydney, it was called Take Me Somewhere Nice. And it was about these like three bored, but also like somewhat loose Bosnian teens going on a road trip through, you know, like the verdant Bosnian countryside. And I can so imagine like this exact song just in that movie even though the movie is like set in summer i can imagine it kind of being in this like balmy summer night going down like a dark bosnian road mm. somewhere i mean doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be bosnian but it is just no, because of the context it's got
2: that kind of warm synthy feel to it and um yeah that juxtaposed memory between the coldness of the bosnian winter but in his kind of current warm climate being in australia i mean it is winter here but i mean <laughs> i'm guessing that the winter in australia compared to the winter <laughs> in bosnia are two different
0: we're presuming he wrote this at the beach and like <laughs> yeah. not you know in some like 16 degree shack somewhere <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i mean either way it just translates really well in his in the modern context and i think he's just done an amazing job but tell me what have you got for the first pick i have
0: uh for my first pick a song out of our sydney pop princess coda banks it's called 20 Miss chords it came out um actually two fridays ago now so cheating a little bit but I I couldn't resist because it's such a good song and I've been waiting a long 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 time for a new single release from one of my favorite emerging pop artists from Australia from Sydney Um, and especially because I did make a promise to channel Abby Energy as much as I could this week on Under the Bridge Um, so of course I had to play some Coda Banks I think when we were hosting Snap Crackle Pop over summer, over our three-week show, the only thing that remained constant over those three weeks, which were actually like themed different themes, was the fact that every week we would find a way to sneak Coda Banks mm. into our show.
2: And Snap Crackle Pop was it was a, it was a pop show,
0: yeah, right? It was all about pop music, yeah. uh, with a particularly local focus. So okay. it just made sense that Coda just popped up in every single show without even us quite realizing it. <laughs> so I'm glad she's back with this fucking banger of a single it's called 20 missed calls and basically what's happening in the song is that she is uh seeing someone who is like majorly fucked up in some way and they're trying to apologize without really thinking about the repercussions of their actions or really how to apologize um so they're just not not, not really thinking it through she like sees 20 missed calls from this guy um, who's like desperate to get in contact with her. But she's like, no, nah, you know what? Go go and have a think about your actions before actually coming to me. Which I think is such an interesting message <laughs> that we really don't see in music at all. This This idea of like knowing how and when to apologize. And also the idea that she takes pride in being like the ghoster in the situation, mm. right? Like, like, sh- like she's not being like, "Oh, you ghosted me. I'm so sad." She's like, "I'm flipping the
2: narrative." Yeah,
0: like I'm actively ghosting you because you're being a dickhead. <laughs> have you ever been ghosted, or have you ghosted, Joe?
2: Um, I mean, I might have unknowingly been ghosted, not in the such a the, the dramatic, you know. In abrupt 20 minutes causeway yeah not in the 20 minutes causeway um but more so i think i've definitely i don't i don't know if there is kind of the vocabulary for this type of stuff but i have slowly ghosted someone you know just like started being cold and you know stopped showing interest until they kind of lost Interest because I just made myself, you know, closed down until they stopped trying.
3: No, <laughs> that's so sad. Yeah.
2: I almost feel like a direct
0: ghost is better than a slow fade. The, because the fade at least, out. you know, the message is clear. If yeah. It's just like a, a direct ghosting.
2: I mean, the, the adult thing to do would be to just say, hey, look, this isn't working.
0: No, out. the adult thing is to avoid all of our emotions completely and just, you know, carry on as normal. Bury them deep within. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, never think about them again until we die. But anyway, 20 Cause by Coda Banks. My, like, one of my favorite songs, honestly, of the year so far. Let's listen. And inspiring me to be more of a ghost star in 2019.
1: I got 20. Wrist, lips on my lips, side Now I thought you'd be sick of tricks You're 26 and you said You got so much you regret Nah, nah
2: I remember a little while back now, Abby um, said something along the lines of pop music in Sydney is having a moment right now. Mm. And I think that really speaks true in this song. The more I hear these songs that I've got to say, my normal channels of music don't expose me to um, <laughs> since I met Abby <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've just been Yeah, I guess
0: She has become your source of music That's exposing she, you to pop She
2: is my my, my <laughs> channel of pop And I'm, I, I can't say I'm mad about it She's really shown me a whole lot and I got, I, yeah. And so when you say that you're channeling your inner Abby, funnily enough, um, she actually reached out last week to see <laughs> if she could, by correspondence, record a piece on a Go to Banks song oh on this song. And just coincidentally, you haven't been in conversation with her, but you picked the same song. So I think your channeling of Abby is a little bit deeper in your connection than you're giving it credit for.
0: You know what? I am just honored to be sharing this deep soul connection (laughs) with my lovely friend Yeah,
2: And you're both delivering the goods, that's for sure. So I'm going to dive into my second one now. And this one is a bit of a curveball. It's a project comprised of Mark Harding, Cat Hunter, and Annie Hamilton. Annie Hamilton, okay. With the latter, who many of you might know, was part of indie royalty Little May and is also... In the more recent times, kicked off her solo career. She's actually getting a bit of airplay on FBI at the moment. And we've featured one of her tracks earlier on in an episode of Under the Bridge um, not too long ago. Um, This is the first single taken off an upcoming album called Slaughterhouse Road. And the band is called Tennessee Ham. The song is called Guy Like You. What a name. I love the name. It's so good. (laughs) I just picture this big, bloody, like... Tennessee.
0: Ham. I actually I actually have a story about some some big ham ham related. After content. we listen, but right, keep going.
2: Cool. Yeah, so this is um, the the first single of an upcoming album called Slaughterhouse Road, which is actually the soundtrack of a forthcoming musical podcast which goes by the same name. And it's it's really peculiar what's going on here. It's a podcast of the Australiana romantic horror musical genre, <laughs> which raises <laughs> eyebrows in itself. Um, I, I can't say I've ever heard of a genre quite like that. Um, it's camp. What can I say? It's, it's there's, there's definitely a lot of questions to be answered. And so it's kind of based around a jaded small town repertoire along the east coast of Australia. And again, I haven't quite got in my head around whether the purpose of the podcast is to showcase the album in a unique way or whether the song uh, the album's going to kind of supplement the podcast or maybe they're both equally as important as each other. I guess time will tell. The one thing I know for sure is that Annie's smoky voice is just undeniable. She's just so damn captivating with her storytelling and the way that she just wisps through songs. Um, this could be like the intro of Australia's version of True Detective. It's just got so much allure to Big it. Big compliment there. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's see what you think. Here it is. It's Tennessee Ham with Guy Like You.
0: feel like I still have no clue what an Australiana musical, horror, romance <laughs> musical is going to look like. But I'm very happy if it's going to feature that song. Because I love Annie Hamilton mm. and she sounds amazing here. Uh, but also, I, w- I want to talk about the band name, Tennessee Ham. Um, because when I think about Tennessee Ham, and especially in the context of Slaughterhouse Road, I actually think about this one story my friend once told me about how he knew someone who went on a date with a guy a tinder date if you will Mm. went back to his house everything was going like amazingly smoothly and then she opened his wardrobe and inside was just hanging (laughs) this like hock of ham (laughs) and she was like what is this like do you want to explain this to me And he was like, "There's nowhere to put it but the wardrobe. Like, it's so it was so big, and it couldn't fit in the pantry. So it was this this huge leg of ham was hanging in his wardrobe, not need to be
2: refrigerated."
0: I have no... I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, was this wardrobe that, like, naturally vacuumed, sealed? I don't know. But it's this huge hock of ham hanging in a wardrobe with a carving knife beneath it. Oh, my God. And needless to say, she ran out, like, and well justified to do so. But I just, wow. I, I just find it hilarious that someone would just, you know, casually hang a leg of ham in their wardrobe at all in the first place. I mean,
2: thank goodness she found it. Something could have happened. I know. You know? And, and, like, as she left...
0: Uh, the story goes that he actually poked his head out of the, his room and, and he was like, was it the ham? And she's like, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, <laughs> it sir. It was the
0: ham. So that's what I thought when I thought yeah. of the name Tennessee Ham yeah, and I'm glad but- that that song lived after that story.
3: This is under the breach.
0: Uh, my second pick is a song that comes out of my favourite Sydney duo. They're called Ooh. Collarbones. We've played them a whole bunch of times before on, on FBI radio and I think actually maybe once before on this podcast as well. Mm. Um, but they're actually back with a whole string of singles. They they released three or four singles earlier this year out of um, an upcoming album called Futurity that is very, very, very uh, imminent. But they dropped one yesterday. It's called Deep. And it's just so... I want to... Th- I I almost said beautiful, but it's not quite beautiful. It's 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 very intense. It's quite like sexy almost, Mm. um, in how like dark, but at the same time almost like poppy that it sounds. And I'm really liking this new direction they're going in after a bit more like experimental stuff. Um in the break between their album from twenty fourteen and now. And I'm could not be more excited for the album that is about to drop. Especially because the aesthetic of every one of these singles has been it's been covered me. Every single cover is like this corporeal mashup. Like, is that the, like most, the artwork? Or? Yeah, okay. the artwork. Like the most recent one is it's like a guy licking some kind of Australian flora, I want to say, um, and, and it's just, just like very close-up, almost confronting image. Um, and this is kind of like a theme that's been continued through like all of their work. And I'm really excited to see how like the body plays into um, their new album as well. But without further further ado, this one is called Deep by Colorbones. <laughs>
2: Seriously, one hot piece of promiscuous pillow talk and pop music and wow. excuse the alliteration but i make no apologies <laughs> that thing just brought me back to early noughties watching rage kind of i don't know if you well now you're familiar with the track because i showed you the clip in between um while that song was 10 playing. seconds ago yeah, I, I
0: must admit yeah like...
2: deep dish the song's called flash dance and it's ding. it's got that yeah that drivey kind of yeah sexy warehouse vibe thing going on <laughs> and you know People are getting Throwing up- out a lot of words here. Getting- Sexy, warehouse, promiscuous, pillow <laughs> People are getting up to no good when you listen up, listening to a song 100%. like 100%.
0: I feel like that song is going to end up on a lot of bedroom playlists <laughs> because that is a steamy song. I, like, I work up a sweat when I listen to that song, especially because just before the, 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 the second chorus, there's this like, like this kind of like very high pitched tone um that plays and it just gets me in the mood um to dance to you know do other things
2: like it just really gets me loose could be the jet lag who knows what's going on? exactly
0: could be the delirium but either way it it really gets me going um and for that i am all the more thankful for
3: spot light
2: Our spotlight this week is a collection of, I'm going to say probably the most poolside ready sun dripping house tracks potentially in existence. It's a local artist by the name of... Love Deluxe, which totally makes sense (laughs) because
0: Love Deluxe is what I feel when I listen to his music. (laughs) Um, We were talking earlier about this idea of, you know, like European rituals, how people in Europe, you know, just just get a little bit looser in summer than even we do here in Australia, I feel. Mm. And this album is like kind of perfectly encapsulates... Um, That European summer vibe A little bit drunk all the time Exactly exactly. I mean the lead single is called
2: Campari and Coke Mm -hmm. So you know exactly what to expect So we've actually featured that song while I was away They had a little chat about Campari and Coke But the rest of the EP was just too filled with joy Not to explore in deeper, you know, a deeper context
0: Exactly I feel like 100% of the reason I've actually chosen this EP Is because I want to relive my European (laughs) memories And I'm sure so do you, Joe Never let it die Exactly (laughs) Like, like I'll be slinging Campari's and Cokes forever. (laughs) Uh, But the title of the EP is actually called Fada Morgana, um, which is a complex form of superior mirage that is seen in a narrow band right above the horizons. That's actually the technical definition courtesy of Wikipedia. Um, So I think what it means is, like, basically, like, you you know how when you look out into the ocean sometimes, Mm -hmm. um, you, you can actually, like, make out something... Like, just, just along the horizon. Mm. But it, like, may be a mirage. It may be an illusion. It might, be, it might, not, be, it might not be real. Um, and that's basically what a Fata Morgana is. Mm. So, it can range from anything as little as, like, just, like, a little weird symbol floating above the horizon to some people have, have actually seen, like, entire boats or, wow. like, steamers, which are pure mirages.
2: How can one discern between something so far away as being real and not real is my question.
0: You know what? I have no clue, but I'm sure someone in the past has been like, wow, it's a ship and then gone and then gone towards the ship and it's been a mirage. It's been a Fata Morgana. Exactly. It's been a Fata Morgana. Um, yeah. So
2: this is the second EP from Love Deluxe. And I think there's a lot to be said for how clean and crisp and refined the production is on this EP. From the first listen, it's just really blatantly obvious how many hours and how many Campari and Cokes he's been sipping (laughs) in the sleepless hours it would have taken to compile such a well-oiled machine like this EP. Um, There are moments that evoke this kind of Harvey Sutherland keyboard synth-driven style of house that have made... Purely with the purpose of getting down and grooving. Um, My... exhibit a would have to be in the latter part of one of the songs on the ep dance of the lizard people it's just got that kind of i just I, you know i don't know if harvey like coined that style Maybe <laughs> everything's borrowed at the end of the day but like that's the All first. art is replica
0: oh, my says god. joe <laughs>
2: yeah you heard it here first prolific um
0: <laughs> do you know what though i actually love that you mentioned the keys because i swear to god at some point in the ep i can hear like a guitar. I, like, I feel like I'm almost certainly wrong, but in my mind, I'm like, that's a guitar that's being played right there. Are you
2: even surprised
0: though? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Let me tell you, cause I feel like this EP just has like so many tricks up its sleeve. Like just when you think it's like, you know, kind of like cooling down or it's finally going into like a bit of a like low downbeat moment, it just pumps you with like mm. this mega funk um that really gets you in the vibe yeah gets you going.
2: I, I think love deluxe can definitely or should definitely feel rewarded by the efforts he's put into this ep because i i know that if i was able to produce something that warms the bones as much as mm. this ep does i would just feel really good about myself because <laughs> there's there's nothing there's nothing kind of negative about this type of music it's just pure fun and pure joy and it's it's I've kind of got that little thing going for it where i just know that if i made this i will just be like you I, would be listening to it 24 7 i would be listening like, to my own music and <laughs> i'd just be like walking down the street and like soundtracking myself and like you know i can see
0: you doing that right now <laughs> but you know what i feel like it's such a good time of, of release as well like it's like it's very smartly timed mm-hmm. i might even say especially because right now coming back here we're all like oh my god it's 16 degrees again like get me out of here And his EP will do that to you. Like, it'll get you out of this bleak,
2: bleak cityscape we call Sydney winter. So, look, let's stop chatting and let's let Love Deluxe warm your bones like he has ours with one of his tracks from his latest EP, Fata Morgana. It's Dance of the Lizard People.
0: And by lizard people, he means you and me. (laughs)
1: You're listening to Under the Bridge.
0: It's time for Raise a Bridge, where we are going to be spilling the beans a little bit more on our favourite personal releases of the week, songs that we think deserve a little bit more attention. I'll kick things off with mine. Uh, Mine is from a Sydney artist, of course, called Poison Abbey. And if that name doesn't already give you kind of a hint into what she's like, then maybe the name of this single will. It's called Silicon Valley, as in a pun on Silicon Valley. Mm. Um, and I think it really lives up to its name. It's like, it's musically, it sounds like driving down the West Coast of America, sort of. I think that's what I imagine when I, when I really listen to the song. It kind of opens with these like big cheesy strings before descending into... It's just her really haunting ethereal vocals, like taking you you on a mad journey. Um, I think I've been talking quite a lot about road trips and just being on the road throughout this entire show. But I think it's most clear here because I can't even describe it, but she has those kind of like very retro sounding vocals. Mm. Like you can totally imagine her singing at, an American diner sometime in, like, the 50s or 60s, even though she's from Australia in 2019. (laughs) Um, And there's no better way to describe this track than just, like, a wry look at the West Coast and Silicon Valley. Um, So take a listen. It's called Silicon Valley by Poison Abbey.
2: Absolutely love that song. And as soon as she kind of got into it and the lyrics started slipping through that kind of yeah, gorgeous Sunfield um Malibu-esque Malibu-esque track. is so right.
0: <laughs> like I take back everything I said about the West Coast. This is yeah, full-on yeah. like Malibu
2: nights. Yeah, hell yeah. And I just like instantly thought of the song The Man by the Killers, where he's just got that kind of, I don't know. It's a like a little bit sh- you know, show ponyish. It's got <laughs> like it's it's a kind of a bit yeah, peacocky in a, in a way. Like not necessarily I'm not saying like Poison Abbey as an artist is, but it's just got that attitude, I suppose. Like oh, it's absolutely
0: got that- and, and 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 I feel like it really links back to that whole idea of like classic Americana uh-huh. um and this idea of like driving, like, showy vehicles and wearing, like, flashy suits mm. and, like, flashy gowns everywhere. And it's just, like, it's such, like, an indulgent aesthetic that I just love <laughs> to listen to yeah. and see and just, like, in- embalm myself in. <laughs> but you know what? I'm actually really curious about what um, an eventual Poison Abbey album is going to sound like mm-hmm. because
2: you've seen her live, right? I have. Like, live, she's a lot slower, right? Um, I wouldn't say slower. It was just, a- I guess it was a bit of a different tack. I mean, she's her current live setup is to like a backing track with a guitarist. And yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see it with a full band. Like, I mean, mm. I'd love to see that eventualize. I mean, that could totally change the whole shtick about Poison Abbey. But at the same time, I think it would be a really interesting experience just to kind of see that full live and in the flesh kind of yeah. thing going on. I just think, I think it'd be really awesome to see how she... I guess grows as an artist.
0: I want to see like a full-on camp show. (laughs) Like, I want to see a Las Vegas residency. That's what I want to see. (laughs) Uh, So Poison Happy, if you're listening...
2: Next steps. <laughs> They've just laid them out for you. <laughs> okay, cool. So I'm going to dive into my Raise the Bridge. And this one for me is a track from a band called Eagle Eye Jones. The song's called Do Old Houses Dream? And it's the second release of their mm, forthcoming- Do they? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's a really good question because, you know, I'm sure houses would- see some things if they could talk at least <laughs>
0: it, it sounds like a philip k dick novel title like <laughs> do androids dream of electric sheep you know in that in that kind of vein
2: <laughs> well so, yeah i mean i guess the, the man behind the lyrics in this particular song luke saunders who is one of two of the lead singers in eagle eye jones they kind of alternate between songs yeah. that they sing which is really cool he's an absolute wordsmith i mean he's he's so poetic in his disposition um so often throughout his lyrics. Them. and as is Toby Jones who is the other frontman of the band they both kind of really play this kind of I've kind of um I've thought about it before as like a kind of Jekyll and Hyde complex between the <laughs> two because they're so different Toby evokes this kind of really bluesy thing and Luke has a kind of Jeff Buckley falsettos and just like a whole different tack, but they really complement each other in terms of like the holistic sound. But essentially the band is comprised, as I said, of Luke Saunders, Toby Jones, Jason Styles on drums, Dylan Goodell on bass, and a new addition, Jamin Lee Bennett, who um, adds some synthy juices to the mix. Mm. And they've had a pretty orga- organic journey, kind of starting off playing local pubs and clubs, doing the grinds, and they've just steadily garnered a, a pretty solid following. And it's, it's quite easy to understand why. I've seen them play quite a few times and I'm always astounded at how their live act constantly grows and becomes so malleable, and it really just changes as they grow as artists. I mean, it's really, you know, easy to get stuck in old ways when, you know, you're, I guess, I guess you're starting off and you kind of have your your kind of shtick going for you, and, you know, it's really, it could be quite easy just to kind of, you know, not take risks and not expand and not, move beyond the realms of what you're comfortable with at such an early mm. stage but just watching them evolve and grapple with different audiences and different sound um, explorations has been really awesome just to see um, yeah the, the, the style shift it's definitely got its toes dipped in the past but it looks straight ahead there's no kind of um, there's no uncertainty about what they're trying to do it, it's very much paying homage to their kind of blues roots but also doing something new with it um this particular song is is beaming with passion and shifts between these glorious moments of harmony um that kind of ebb and flow through the build and drop of momentum i think this is definitely their strongest release to date on a personal opinion but i won't let that define them because if there's one thing i know about this band is that they've got a tendency to outdo themselves so here it is it's do old houses dream by eagle eye jones
3: Memories and I wanna
0: was excellent that's actually the first song i've ever heard from eagle eye jones but i think i will be immediately pouncing on spotify and discovering more
2: yeah that's right i mean this track um is actually if you're listening to this as soon as the podcast comes out we got a little bit of a sneak peek because it doesn't come out till a little bit later on this evening so you're special. <laughs> <laughs> you are the first one yeah. to be
0: hearing that beautiful guitar solo yeah. in the middle
2: there. Oh, gosh. And then like after that solo, when they all kind of choir in together and give it a little... It's almost anthemic. It like, is. Like, it's, it's, like, it's heavenly. It's like the gateway to heaven <laughs> and you're like sh- beaming up and then you're like, Hey, do houses dream? And you know... <laughs> And then the the houses, the souls of the houses are flying up with you. Oh, my God. They're answering your question with harmony. This is some deep philosophical thinking you've done about this song. (laughs) But you know
0: what I love? I, I also love that you mentioned the killers before. Um, in relation to Poison Abbey because I feel like the like the really chorusy, anthemic bits of this song remind me of the best of the Killers as well yeah um, so it's been a real Killers themed show well I mean
2: yeah there has been a little bit of a thread carry through each one but all in the you know unique way hmm so. And I'm glad it's manifested so uniquely in <laughs> every song.
1: You're listening to Under the Bridge.
2: And that wraps up yet another episode of Under the Bridge, which has brought you a new serving, a fresh delivery, if you will, of beautiful Sydney music straight to your earholes. holes. michael Sun, thank you so much for coming down from, you know, stepping off the aeroplane. You literally came from the airport straight here.
0: You know what? And I would do it all <laughs> over again. So thank you for the honour, really, of co-hosting this beautiful little podcast and you know what if you like this podcast as much as i do you actually can subscribe if you're not already subscribed give us a rating um on itunes helps us spread the word about how great cindy music is the best in
2: the world i back that 100 um instagram also as we said earlier that's another way to get in touch at under the bridge podcast is where you follow us tell your friends
0: or you can email us at underthebridge@fbi.radio.com. at com. If you're an artist, email in your songs for us to check out. If you're a listener, email us some fan mail or, you know, hate mail or, or, or anything really. I mean... <laughs> Be like Hector.
2: Hector sent us the most beautiful letter. It really is. It tells a story about... In fact,
0: if you're a listener, email in your memoir to us. Email in your memoir
2: of your favorite Sydney song and what it means to you. And we will give you the biggest shout of shout outs on this show next week because we'd love to kind of hear from you on that front. It's always good to you know, tap into the more beautiful <laughs> moments of people's lives, especially when it comes to music. I know. So if you can't get enough of Sydney music, there's one other thing you can do. You can tune into The Bridge Monday to Thursday on FBI Radio 94.5 FM from 8pm. It's one hour of nothing but pure Sydney music. You can catch Abby there on Mondays, Lockie Wiley there on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and the lovely Jamie Taylor-Nielsen there on Thursdays. Um, if yeah, that'll give you all the Sydney fix you need, I reckon. That's it from us. We'll see you soon. Mikey, once again, thanks for coming
3: down. Thank you, and see you later.